The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time. Waiting to be revealed and shared. Welcome to Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream, with your host, Marie Jackson. Listen in as Marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are. Now, here is Marie Jackson. Welcome to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave. I'm Marie Jackson. A timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene, or a time out from the to-do list. Afterward, we return, feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day, seeing things perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. Every Thursday from noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time, My regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality, which is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with questions, questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith, and you're invited to join in the conversation. Our intention is to make Timeshare a forum for practical applications of ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Today I am joined by my regular Fourth Thursday contributor, classically trained pianist, composer, performer, and author, Paul Armitage. I first learned of Paul's beautiful music through a colleague, and in my conversations with Paul, I realized that he is quite the spiritual teacher himself. He helps us find that place where our ego personality and our spirit become one seamless existence, time-space reality connecting with the current of all that is. Paul's seamless existence results in spontaneously composed music from the heart of universal love. It is his music we hear in Timeshare's openings and closings. Paul wrote, Between the Lines, A Case for Reincarnation, Exploring Soul Purpose Across Lifetimes, which chronicles his journey into one past life so instrumental in his creative process today. Much of Paul's spiritual evolution grew out of his deep understanding of Seth, the energy presence channeled by Jane Roberts, and I'm so grateful he has agreed to share his understanding every month on Timeshare. Lots to get to today, so let's get started. Welcome, Paul. Thank you again for being a regular contributor. Oh, thank you, Marie. It's great to be here. Timeshare's topic for March is vision. Our view of the glass as half full or half empty changes once we realize there's no glass. Mm. Uh, I'd like to begin there with that statement and something I found 
uh, in Seth Speaks, The Eternal Validity of the Soul. And it reminds me of a quotation from Galileo. So we're going across a lot of generations here. Mm-hmm. What Seth says is, quote, we cannot, um, I'm sorry, what Galileo says is we cannot teach people anything. We can only help them discover it in themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is the quotation I'm matching from Seth. The inner portions of your identity are already aware of much that I will tell you. Your part, part of my purpose is to acquaint your egotistical self with knowledge that is already known to a larger portion of your own consciousness that you have long ignored. You look out into the physical universe and interpret reality according to the information received from your outer senses. That is a mouthful. That whole paragraph, we could do a workshop on just that paragraph. Sure. What does all that mean to you, Paul? Well, like you say, it is a, it's, a, it's a very good question. And let's see where to start. Um, an, another really profound truth that Seth articulates in one of his other books that I think speaks to this point here, this question you've brought up, is that we are all creating our own reality all the time. Uh, we are not victims of the outer world, that we are creating our own reality by either what we choose to proactively think, speak, express, or do, or what we allow ourselves to take in in terms of what we hear and what we receive. But, but on, on both steps, we're still choosing what we're going to align ourselves with, what we will fundamentally agree with in terms of perception, in terms of belief, in terms of conclusions that we make. So are uh, you saying, let, let me interrupt you real quickly sure. here. Are, so are you saying that we, that we don't necessarily choose what's happening necessarily, but how we see it? Absolutely. Okay. At, at all points in, on the spectrum, we're, we're, every moment we're choosing how we perceive uh, perception. Okay, so when we're creating our reality, we're just, we're creating, you know, like if, if I'm in the middle of an earthquake, I didn't create the earthquake. It's just yes. how I am perceiving the earthquake and how I choose to respond to the earthquake. Is that, is that, well, am I understanding that correctly? For sure. Now, but in, in the example of a, a very intense, big experience like an earthquake, we may uh, not be aware of how we are, our perceptions and the way we're going to respond to that event because it's happening so quickly. So we tend to go into reflex mode where we will be reacting more from our own prior experience and, you know, habits that we've got ingrained in the way we re- react or respond emotionally to a shock. Earthquake is a big thing. that's kind of a shock. But most of us aren't experiencing events like an earthquake every day. Most 99% of the time, life is, you know, giving us experiences that we can manage and we have more time and space to sort of take them in and inter- you know respond in a more conscious way. Um, I think that's the big question. We're choosing our responses all the time, but not necessarily are we choosing them consciously. Um, that that's the big key, I think, that when we make a choice to wake up and become more aware, more conscious of our beliefs, our perceptions, that we become more conscious that we actually have a choice. That's actually a choice that we can consciously direct that response um, then that's then we're really stepping into that what I think is the spiritual path the spiritual path is in essence the choice to become conscious of our perceptions and beliefs 
and that's a that's a huge realm of experience, and it's going to be unique for each person, because obviously we're all very you know, there's so much diversity in the way we experience reality and the way we understand reality. Can can we can we prepare for this? Can we prepare our awareness um, so that we already have the foundation for uh, the kind of response that we want to create when the oh, time sure. comes can we can we practice ahead of time well I, I think we're, you know absolutely uh, again it comes down to the what is it what is your core desire what is your fundamental you know intention and if somebody's reached a point in their journey where they are they've arrived at a place where they recognize that one of their deepest desires is to become fully conscious, to wake up, to become spiritually aware. Uh, these are all just words we use to describe um, a choice to step into uh, a, a phase of our journey as, as evolving souls where we, we're, not, we're no longer just sort of experiencing life as it happens and relating to it from our prior human belief structures that we might have taken on as we grew up but we start to question and examine and look at it all and and then recognize, okay, yes, there's something deep inside me at a deeper level that is urging me to explore something that may step outside the bounds of what I had formally accepted as a true or, you know, what is the conventional beliefs that most people have. For, I think more and more people are, are waking up to that and are making that choice to become sovereign, to become autonomous, uh, to learn to truly think and feel and for themselves instead of um, going along with the sort of consensus reality. These are all aspects of this big question that you brought up this morning. Um, coming back to that fundamental point that we are creating our own reality, but the choice to do it consciously, that's a huge choice. It's a big choice, and and I'm as as you're speaking, I'm t- I'm thinking about two particular clients that I have right now, um, and when we get together um, on our weekly conversations, the first thing that um, we end up talking about, and I think this is human nature, I I believe, and I welcome your guidance about how to handle this, um, is the first thing that we talk about is is um, what went wrong that week mm. um, what didn't work this past week and I have one client in particular man she's just been going through the roughest ride for the last number of weeks and she says I don't know what I'm doing wrong Marie I keep attracting all of these situations and these things just keep falling apart and the thing is nothing is falling apart for her it's happening to her family it's happening to her friends mm-hmm. and the way I see it is she's being given the opportunity to be a helper in the situation. So as far as I'm concerned, she's being given the opportunity to be present, to be love, to be support. Mm-hmm. Because these things are not happening to her. They're just happening. Yes. And I'm trying to keep her in the place where it is her response that she needs to pay attention to, not the fact that all these terrible things are happening all around her. But yes. really what she's attracting for herself and the way she's viewing yeah. this is how she sees this event relative yeah. to her own her own vibration. Sure. You know, I'm reminded again of um, a teaching I've been personally working with 
for the last couple of years that I found incredibly helpful because it's very clear and very simple called the way of mastery. Yes. And it is a, it's sort of a, it's very similar to A Course in Miracles and it is a teachings of, of Jesus. Uh, and he makes this amazing statement near the, in the first third of the book, one of the chapters near the beginning, all events are neutral. Yes. And then throughout the remaining part of the book, he just really visits, revisits that, that statement right. and speaks to the reader. Um, much of what he says in this book is, is sort of very similar to what Seth was saying, what we're talking about right now, about how um, our choice to just access that deeper wisdom that comes from the deepest part of our being, which is true always, even if we're not aware of it, and we have many words for that deepest part of our being. He calls it Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it the soul. We call it our higher self. Higher self, yeah. The part of us that is has immense um, capacity to access knowledge, information that's much more holistic and much more connected to the greater reality of, again, most of us aren't conscious of this most of the time, but it is still available to us even if we're not always aware of it. And that knowing and that knowledge often communicates to us through our feelings, through the heart, through a deep knowing on an intuitive level. We may not always get it as a thought in the mind on a conscious level, intellectually. And But we get so, it at the feeling level, which is more important, actually. Absolutely, yes. Which is more important. And actually, you know, you're taking us right up to our first break. Believe it or not, we're on our first break already, and we're going to pick that up on the other side. Uh, let me remind our listeners, you're tuned to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave. Spiritual teacher, spontaneous composer, and performer, Paul Armitage is with me today as my regular Fourth Thursday contributor, and we're looking at vision through a metaphysical lens. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments at work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. are tuned into timeshare living reality navigating the dream to reach marie jackson or her guest today please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 if you'd rather send an email her email address is marie at mariejackson.net now back to timeshare 
Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Uh, Before we went to break, Paul Armitage and I were talking about being connected to a greater reality, um, something that's stronger. It's a feeling in our heart. It's a power in our heart. And a lot of us know that we have more electricity more magnetism coming out of our heart than coming out of our brain. Our heart is more powerful than our brain. Um, And it's taking me to a quotation from Seth again. I really like to go back to Seth since Paul knows so much about it. He really helps me with this. Um, On um, page 31 of The Eternal Validity of the Soul, he says, All of us by now well recognize the cooperative nature of all consciousness and reality and our part in it. This helps us to see ourselves as part of a larger whole and the reminder that there is no them. There's only us. So can, can you address that a bit for me, Paul? Because it's this greater reality that we're connected to. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we reveal it. Sometimes we listen to it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we let our ego override it. Sometimes we think, yeah, yeah, well, I know that. Yeah, but I'm not going to really do that because. And then we make the wrong decision. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about that, that greater reality, that, that uh, cooperative nature of consciousness? Well, you know, this is a point where I think more and more people are waking up to this truth that we're all very connected in ways that we're not always able to articulate. But we have so many amazing experiences, many of us, as we, as we become more aware of that connectedness, I, I've noticed this in my own journey that as I became more conscious of of that synchronicity, coincidence, uh, that more of it happened, and I, I've I've noticed that on my own in my own life as it's unfolded, I've been very blessed with uh, an abundance of really quite profound experiences along the way that strongly validated that there are unseen. Uh, forces and beings or a higher intelligence that is it's always there waiting for us to guide us in every moment if we are willing to just not forget and and allow ourselves to get distracted by the egoic body mind uh you know the very comfortable human aspect of our everyday consciousness if we if we cultivate the habit of and this is where prayer and meditation and uh, contemplation can be so valuable oh, a tool. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. To develop a new habit, and this speaks to a point you made in the first part: how can we prepare ourselves? I think that's a very important piece: is that we cultivate the habit of every day setting aside 10, 15 minutes, perhaps in the morning or throughout the day, maybe once or twice during the day, where we just take a break, take space, just breathe, and then silently ask our own higher self, our own Christ consciousness, our own presence, our own soul, whatever words you use, to guide us and be and then be just open to receiving that intuitive prompting. And when I reshoot, when I remember to do that, I am always, a hundred percent of the time, completely amazed at how within seconds sometimes, minutes at the most, I start to feel something tangibly shift. I relax, I get more calm. And then just ideas come. Usually for me, it comes as a thought. It just pops out of nowhere. Something new, something I hadn't thought of before that is like, oh, that would be way better than what I was planning or what I thought I needed to do when I was forgetting prior to that. You know, I was forgetting to ask for that help. So this to me has been a tangible confirmation of the point you were making of that greater connectedness as it expresses itself in the present moment 
at all times, if we choose, again, coming back to choice, if we choose consciously just to set aside a moment where we ask for that help, where we become an open door that is willing to receive that guidance from that higher place. And for the most part, that guidance comes through the heart most of the time for me. Sometimes, though, I get it as a thought, you know, yeah. as, a, as a prompting in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like when I'm, I'm talking to somebody and they say, oh, you know, that really makes sense. What I always follow that up with is it might make sense, but how does it feel? Yes. What's the resonance that you're feeling? And most of the time, unless it's somebody I've been working with for quite a while, um, that's an alien question. Mm-hmm. Because they're always um, they're in the habit, and a lot of us are in our culture. This is what we do. We compete with each other. We always weigh the options and what you know what's better and what's worse and what's the advantage and where do I get the competitive edge and all those things are ego structures. Mm-hmm. And yes. when we try to think through advantages and disadvantages, you know, you put it on a piece of paper, and on the left is what's right, and on the right is what's wrong. And sure. You, you try you measure it that way, but when when you drop out of that framework, as you said, take a few minutes, sit still, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, at a stoplight while you're standing in line at the supermarket, yes. just drop out of the egoic structure around you and go inward, go inside. I call that stop meditation. Mm. Just stop what you're doing. And just for for a moment, just drop out and go in and listen to what's going on in your heart. Mm-hmm. Not the calculation, not the measurement, it's your heart. That's yes. the thing that matters the most. And I think that's the preparation that you're talking about, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And I think it gets easier to access that awareness of what the heart is really feeling and guiding us to do. Uh, as we again, like it's like exercising any muscle. It's a new skill for many people. Mm-hmm. It, in the beginning, it may seem elusive and difficult to uh, for for some people to connect to that really clear sense of oh right, that's the feeling. That's the one that is telling me mm-hmm. this is the right way to go. Um, and I think part of that is because many people are quite conditioned and are emotionally somewhat numb. Because they haven't, they've, their lives have been so uh, driven by that egoic need to, to try and make everything happen. Uh, and so there's a sense of numbness and maybe somewhat emotionally disconnected. So there may be a process of healing or undoing that is required for a person to learn how to access that, uh, cultivate the skill of learning how to really tune into the feeling and know that that's the right feeling that's guiding us. There's a process of healing and and uh, undoing. This is where many people, I think, are seeing. You know, I've I've seen a lot of people are hitting bottoms in their lives. Or big dramas are manifesting. I just see it as a big wake up call that if if we're we haven't yet woken up, come to the point in our journey where we have recognized the great need for us to step back and learn to access and ask for that inner guidance mm-hmm. where we can then be truly gently guided back onto our soul's path mm-hmm. as opposed to what our ego thinks. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, it, there may be, it may be required for a process that needs to happen that could take some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that could be experienced for some as, you know, a disaster in their lives. One thing I've come to see more and more uh, through the, the daily challenges of just being human being on this planet 
in, in recent years, especially, uh, I've, I've personally gone through a lot of challenges, obstacles, difficulties, but I've gotten better and better at uh, recognizing them as opportunities and gifts, uh, but initially I had to really uh, spend quite a bit of time in being meditation and prayer and asking for help from others that I looked up to, mentors along the way, to teach me how to, to, to step back and learn how to just be still and not react from the old conditioning of the ego. Um, and then more and more, I, I, one skill that I was I had a mentor that reminded me this constantly over a number of years, every time a difficulty would come along, he would say to me, you know something really good will come out of this. Yeah. And that became like a mantra for me where I've taught myself every time I experienced a difficulty, my ego's mm-hmm. habit was to react out of, oh, this is terrible, go into resistance. Uh, but I've, I gradually learned to train myself and say, you know, something really good will come out of this. Now, I didn't always feel better right away. The anxiety, the worry about the situation might still persist for a bit of time. But because I was not, because I was choosing to not consciously react and act on that reaction and instead to just take some space, just take, take a break, uh, gradually over, over a period of time, I started to notice, wow, something, it's miraculous. Within minutes sometimes, I would see something really positive show up and what initially started out as looking like a really difficult situation was almost immediately transformed into a big win uh, that was really quite a gift. So this well, has been a very instructive. While you're talking here, I've been making little one-word notes mm-hmm. and, um, and I really want to explore all of these because especially in, in uh, Western culture, we are so immediate results oriented. You know, it has to happen right away. Um, yeah, I did that once and nothing happened and uh, now it doesn't work. And, you know, we think in, in terms of sound bites and we think in times of, you know, quick fixes and quick everythings and we compete at that level. Yes. And what, what, we, what I think I really want to explore with you is this results oriented uh, brain that we're working with all the time. That's our ego right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we get to the place where we trust? I think that's the, big, that's the big question here. How do we get to the place where we trust that that inner knowledge is here, it's available, we have it, it's accessible, all we have yes. to do is open up to it. And you're not going to open up to it and have an answer in five seconds. You right. might have to open up and have an answer in three minutes, it might be three months. Sure. But it's the trust, I think, that needs to carry us through the waiting. We just need to say, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than anything I'm doing. And, and it's there. It's mine. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready. We have to get to that place where we trust. So, um, actually, we're, we're coming up on another break again. I can't believe that. Uh, and so, I, wanted, I want to explore this on the other side of the break. I want to talk about trust. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find the right teacher? How do you find the right teacher? Because I think that's really important. Um, And it could just be a book, a workshop, a person, whatever. Um, But before we go to break, let me leave our listeners with this one thing, that the way you know you've had a successful meditation is when you do it. Mm. You don't necessarily have to have results. You don't have to have some big epiphany. You don't have to have lights going on and off. The fact that you've done it, that you sit still 10 minutes open up, even if your mind's jumping all over the place, and then you get up from your chair, that was successful. 
Mm. as far as I'm concerned. So let's pick up our conversation on the other side of a break. We're going to talk about results. We're going to talk about trust. How do you find the right teacher? All those things. You're tuned to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. I am Marie Jackson, and with me today is Timeshare's regular fourth Thursday contributor, composer, performer, author, and spiritual teacher, Paul Armitage. In the minute or two that we're gone, you can take a look at our websites, mariejackson.net and paularmitagemusic.com. Our conversation will continue when we come back. Please stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments at work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. I'm Marie Jackson, and I'm here today with regular fourth Thursday contributor, Paul Armitage, and we are talking about vision and seeing the glass as half full or half empty when there's no glass at all. Um, It all comes from our perspective. What do we believe? What do we see as true? What is real truth? What's reality? What are we really talking about here? And before we went to break, we were talking about trust and that uh, our inner knowing, our inner navigator, our higher self, the Holy Spirit is how some, some of us refer to it. There's this connectedness to something that's bigger, that's greater, that's wiser than any of us as individuals. And we are all part of that. And the way to reveal it, connect to it, uh, make it come alive in our own, in our own daily living uh, takes a little bit of time, a little bit of practice, and a little bit of stillness that we just need to trust that it's there. And I wanted to talk to Paul a little bit more about this. Um, can we talk a little bit about trust and what do we say to people who say, yeah, I tried that, it didn't work, and you know, and, and I've been led around by the wrong people, and I don't know how to get through this, and how do we how do we reach people who have lost their trust in their own 
inner navigation, their own moral compass. How do we do that? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Um, when I when I come across people that are really struggling and really in, in a lot of stress, and they're maybe not able to, they, they they've convinced themselves that there's no help or no answer. I usually just try to find some way to reach them by uh, asking them questions that point them back to where they can remember some something good about themselves or something where they, you know, some just to remind themselves of something that. And, and if I know the person and I've known them for a while, maybe I can remember something they've forgotten about themselves and I'll gently remind them, well, you know, you remember you did this when you were running a similar problem before. I think the point I'm trying to make here is that it's vitally tr- important to, if you're trying to help another to try and reach them in their reality so that they can receive what you're saying. And um, Yeah, meet them where they are. Yeah. Meet and, them where they are. And to not judge them at all although sometimes no. I found I feel this inner prompting to challenge them on their perception you know where I'll say well how do you know for sure that that's really the case mm-hmm. you know um, because it's like I think that can be supportive too where you you don't support that person when they're obviously very very committed to listening to their negative ego in that moment uh, because they're running a huge amount of fear and they're they're very resistant, uh, and I found that sometimes to be incredibly helpful. It's like it's sort of a bit of a in pattern interrupt because maybe they're not expecting that. They're not expecting to be challenged in in the choice that they've made in that moment to to be in their drama. And um, yeah, so it's it's. I think there's a lot of aspects to it. But before the break, as we were speaking, you were talking about it all ties in with this whole area that we're talking about now when we are perhaps trying to control things because we've gotten into some some worry or anxiety or fear and we've sort of defaulted back to our our, our need to try and control the outcome and that was that was the the wording that came to me is to realize that uh, where we're truly in our power meaning that we are uh, consciously choosing to align with our soul our higher self uh, it means uh, one aspect of that is where you are willing to let go of your attachment to the outcome and that you choose whatever you choose to do in terms of a, a meditation or taking a moment to ask for help or uh, any practice that is intended to bring you back on, on track to being more in alignment with the deeper truth of who you are uh, that this, this willingness to let go of attachment to the outcome is a key piece. Mm-hmm. And that you, you, I recognize the need to let go of attachment to the outcome because that is a way that we give our power away. It's a way that we limit ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because our higher self might see a much better outcome that we can't envision in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because Always. we have limited ourselves by our Always. fear. Yeah. But our higher self knows there's a much better outcome and, but it can't help us uh, connect to uh, seeing that possibility if we are heavily invested in and valuing the drama. And this, this is, uh, come, so I'm sort of coming full circle to the point I made a couple minutes ago about when you're trying to help another person that's stuck in their drama and can't see past it. Well, now I'm talking about how we apply that to ourselves. Yeah. 
when we recognize, oh, I, I'm in a, in, a, in a tizzy, I'm, my mind's racing trying to solve this big problem, uh, we, we gently sort of give, give ourselves a little talking to and become our own mentor where we can gradually train ourselves to uh, be our own teacher. Well, in one of the first points you made in the beginning of our show was how one of the quotes from Seth was of how no deeper truth is ever received unless we can access that knowing from deep within our own, uh, the, the deep reservoir of deep knowledge and wisdom that we all carry with us all the time, that part of us that is connected to our soul. No mentor or teacher that comes to us in the form of a sage or a guru or a counselor uh, we will never be able to fully grasp or understand what they're trying to teach us unless we knew already the deeper truth of what they're trying to bring. They're just basically trying to remind us of what we already know and have oh, yeah. forgotten. That's huge. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make. So that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a very important point too because early on in what you just said, you struck on my very favorite word of all time, and and I think this is really important. And if we don't have any other takeaway today. Um, except this one word which you touched on because it opens up all the other ones willing Mm. are we willing are we willing to think that yes this inner knowing is there are we am i willing to to give it an i just am i willing to say this is possible because as you're talking i'm i'm thinking about the people that i've worked with and some of the people who've been in my classes and they say, well, well, you might have that inner knowing, but I don't have that inner knowing. I don't even know where to start to look for it. I, and I would always say, you don't have to look for it. You just have to let it reveal itself. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because it isn't as if you have to make something happen. You don't yeah. have to make something happen. You just have to let it happen. Yes. And it's that, and, and it goes back to what you had said earlier, you know, take a few minutes, take a, a couple of deep breaths, get to a quiet place in your mind. You know, yes, you might be at a stoplight, might, you might be in line at the bank or whatever. Take those few minutes and let your inner knowing reveal itself. Yeah. And when that inner knowing reveals itself, you'll be able to feel the truth of it. Mm-hmm. And then we just need to get to the place where we can trust it. But that takes me to my next point. A lot of times we are, we're not in practice for trusting ourselves. We're not in practice for seeing things in a different way, um, staying open to seeing things in a different way because we have other powerful forces around us. We have a powerful adults in, when we're children. We have powerful p- figures in public life. We have people in government. We have people um, who are in our families. Maybe we're married to them or maybe we have children or parents in, in, you know, who are these very, very powerful figures. And when we are in this fragile state of trying to allow the truth of who we are to be recognized and revealed and acted on, it's really hard to stay there. So, what what would be your guidance uh, in helping somebody to find the right teacher, who to listen to? You need to listen to yourself, absolutely, positively, number one, listen to the truth of who you are. And if you're trying to find people who are who could be guides for you, who could be the right teachers, the right uh, books to read, what I, um, what kind of guidance would you give in that in that regard? Of course, Seth speaks. <laughs> I love yeah. Seth speaks. We both love Seth speaks. Uh, that could be a little esoteric for some people, um, but it could be a, it could be a good start for others. What would you suggest? Well, you know, I've 
and many years of uh, studying many different teachers, and Seth was a, a, a huge one for me, and I, yeah. I was studying his books for probably seven years, and I revisited them many times since then. But it, I, I found The Way of Mastery, this book I've worked with for now for the last couple of years, for me personally, to be probably the most helpful because it's so accessible, it's so easy to read, it's very conversational, it's very simple, but yet very profound. Um, and I, I, I'm finding myself almost living, breathing, and quoting what I have taken in from the way of mastery and working with it very, uh, in a very committed way for the last couple of years. It's with me 24-7 now. Uh, I, I realized this just recently, it's sort of informed so much of the way I, I choose to frame my own, uh, my own way of articulating the truth for myself. It's it's helped me simplify things. It's helped me get right to, the, right to the essence of what is meaningful or what really matters to me. And I this coming back to your question, uh, how do you know? How do you find that teacher? I get again. This is right out of the Course in Miracles, the, the way of mastery. And Seth himself has said it beautifully in, in different ways. The inner teacher, the, the, that teacher, is actually the inner teacher. That is the deep inner knowing that you already have, and you will know it because when another teacher shows up in the form of a counselor or a, a, a guide or oh, a, a yes. workshop leader, somebody, you'll feel a resonance. You'll just feel. Oh, I can, I can get this guy. I, can, I understand what he's saying. He's speaking to me. And it'll yeah. feel nurturing. It'll feel supportive. It'll feel, you'll just get a sense of, oh, this is easy. Uh, usually it's like because you'll feel that there's just a real compassionate, uh, gentle, uncomplicated uh, message that that person's bringing to you that, that you can easily connect to and easily grasp. And it will be helpful. It'll help you. It'll be something that you can take what he's saying and apply it in a, in a very easy to access way to whatever current circumstances you're dealing with. I think As that's the measure. That, I don't, don't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to, to mention that Seth calls uh, these teachers speakers. Mm. I am looking in uh, Seth Speaks, The Eternal Validity of the Soul, and what he says is speakers are gifted according to their own characters, some having far more abilities than others, but are all playing roles in communication of inner data. Mm-hmm. And when that inner data um, gets communicated and it resonates with us and we say, yeah, that feels good to me. Then, the, yeah. then it is speaking to something. We all have different teachers. We all have different books. We all have different um, roles that, uh, that our different teachers play in our lives. But when we find the speaker or we find the teacher or we find the role model, the mentor, however it is that we want to categorize these people that we resonate with when our heart says, this is the way to go, we need to listen to that. We yes. absolutely need to listen to that. And believe it or not, we're coming up on our final break here. So, uh, gosh, we're zooming through this so quickly today. You're listening to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave with me, Marie Jackson. Uh, our regular fourth Thursday contributor, Paul Armitage, is with me today. Please stay with us. We will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening in. Paul, before we went to break... We were talking about inner navigation, finding the right teachers, having a message resonate with us. It's a speaker that Seth talks to us about. And um, I want to touch on one or two other teachers or books that that you are um, particularly fond of. Um, I want to start with a quote, though, from um, Seth once again. In the eternal validity of the soul, he tells us, the outer world, I love this, the outer world is a reflection of the inner one, though far from perfect. The inner knowledge can be compared to a book about a homeland that a traveler takes with him into a strange country. What he tells us is that we're all born with what he calls yearning to make these truths real. Mm. And we find different ways to make those truths, not necessarily make them real as much as understanding the reality. And we find different ways to do this. And, and during the break, you were talking about conversations with God. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit and how this helps you to keep what's real uh, in your daily living? Yeah, well, it's, that's a big question. Um, it's, it's a very good one, as always. I, you know, um, I'm reminded again of Seth's great statement that we're, we're, we are all creating our own reality. And because we are all expressions of God as the creator, and it is our creative ability, our ability to create, that is informing every moment, every choice, every, every action we take. And um, I, remember, I remember Neil Donald Walsh's uh, wonderful books, Conversations with God. Conversations with God, they're great, aren't they? Yeah. All those books, there's like four yeah, of them, yep. I love those books. Um, at one point in the discussion between Neil and God, the question came up about how is it we actually do manifest our reality? Mm-hmm. How is it that we do create this outer reality that Seth calls the the outer reflection of the inner reality? Right. And, and, and God's response was, well, it always starts with a thought and then the word, as you give expression to it, it, then you energize it a bit more. And then finally, if you 
if you give it enough momentum and follow through as first a thought, then the word, and then the action. And behavior, once yep. Behavior. Once there's a behavior or an action taken, then it starts to materialize and coagulate in the physical realm, in time and space. Oh, that's huge. And, oh. and so I, I've, I've, uh, I've noticed that the understanding of momentum is, I think, an important piece. Momentum applies on all levels in the physical realm in terms of just quantum mechanics. But it also applies in how we physically manifest our reality and that we have to give, we have to maintain a certain focus and commitment to a certain choice, a certain uh, pathway that our, we're, we might have said, yeah, I get that this is really, you know, you have a thought first and you get all excited and then you start talking about it with your friends and if you're with people that really resonate with you, then they most likely will be people that will receive what you're saying and respond in a very supportive way. Right. That's one of the reasons you will know you're in resonance and in alignment because your your circle of connections and people and relationships will generally reflect back to you as supportive. Sure. Because and, and they will be receiving the that resonance. And that's the quantum physics because energy attracts like energy. You exactly. hold that energy, you're going to attract people of the same energy. Yeah, exactly. please continue. Please continue. And so there's there's this synergy that starts to build, and then the, the the third step of actually taking action to make it even adds more momentum. Now the thing is, what all too often what a lot of people end up doing is they get tripped up or distracted, or, or a challenge comes along, and I more and more see these as tests to see how committed you are. So a, a, a difficulty or an obstacle shows up that momentarily takes you away from this new pathway you've committed to doing. Uh, and that was something I had to really work on was coming back to it and re- regaining my focus and, and uh, not getting knocked off track. So uh, many of us have had that experience where we start something and it feels great for a little while, then something comes along and derails us, and then we just don't pick it back up again. So this is one of the reasons why we don't actually see it through to completion where it finally reaches the stage where you're now manifesting a tangible a positive outer result of in the form of uh, you know maybe starting a new business for example you you don't nurture it to the point where you start to see uh, income or right, 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 right. customers that are really really loving what you're doing and telling their friends about it this is uh, and a lot of people get discouraged and give up and so that's right. been a really important piece not to allow our discouragement which again is aspects of our old conditioning fear oh maybe there's layers of past beliefs that we haven't completely healed in ourselves where we tend to beat ourselves up it's just a bad habit that actually isn't really true but it's an old tape that might have had a lot of energy and momentum in the past that we're still well, running well let, let me let me explore that a little bit with you because one of the things that um that i think is really important again this inner knowing this mm-hmm. inner navigator this holy spirit higher not higher self what whatever it is that we're talking about here about revealing one of the things that i work with my clients on is that we do not have obstacles on our path our obstacles are our path yes. so if we're going along whatever it is that's happening to us comes to us as some kind of a gift Whatever it is that has happened, it might have knocked us off our pins, it might have delayed us, a loan fell through, whatever. Yes. There's something in that obstacle that it pulls us to a better place, a bigger place, a richer place. 
Yeah. And when we when we're again, there's that word again. If we're willing to see the obstacle as some kind of a stepping stone, I, it's not something that I have to get out of my way. It came yeah. to me because I'm supposed to learn something from this. Absolutely. And that takes us to a bigger place, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, again, it's like it's not only a stepping stone, but it's uh, it's a gift in disguise. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If we perceive it correctly, and this is, uh, again, coming back to some of the points we made earlier in our talk today, Course in Miracles, I'm reminded of one of the most powerful lessons in the Course in Miracles for, for me, was there is nothing to fear. It's a very big statement. And to the ego, that's just like, what? Are you crazy? I know. God, that's big. Huge. To the yeah. part of us that is totally connected to an absolute knowing that we're totally safe and totally connected to God always... Yeah. That's the truth. That's what I've come to know more and more is true. Then that statement makes perfect sense. And I think further into that daily lesson, there is nothing to fear. Uh, Jesus, who is the author of The Course of Miracles, says, everything happens for your own best interest. Everything that happens. Everything. Again, if perceived correctly, it's always an opportunity. It's always a learning experience. But if you let go of our attachment to... Uh, needing to perceive an event through a negative filter, to see it through a fearful lens. If we let go of that, let go of our fear, and train ourselves, as I did with my great mentor, my, my dear friend who constantly reminded me, something really good will come out of this. Uh, oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That is, that is so powerful. You just wrapped up our whole conversation. Are you willing to see this, whatever it is, are you yeah. willing to see this through the lens of love? Yeah, exactly. Not through the lens of fear, because fear yeah. is the absence of love, and fear drives our ego, yeah. whichever way we can measure it. Yeah. Fear drives the ego, but if we're willing to see this differently, then that's what the Course teaches, you know, are we, are we willing to see this differently and see yeah. the eyes of love? That, that's absolutely huge. That's mm-hmm. absolutely huge. Um, believe it or not, we're coming to the close of our show. I want to thank you for being here, but I want to make certain um, that, uh, that you have a chance to tell us about everything else that you're doing here. So let me thank you for being here and sharing your deep understanding of so many metaphysical and spiritual aspects of who we are. You will be with us again on April 21st when yeah. we will discuss uh, Timeshare's April topic, Simplicity Doesn't Bring Scarcity, It Brings Wealth. I'm very eager to have that conversation with you. So yeah. um, please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you, pursue this conversation, start others and about your work I'm especially interested that you tell our listeners about your soul portraits we have a few seconds left can you do that sure well my website is paularmitagemusic.com one of my main gifts and services that I do is I create original spontaneously composed uh, musical soul portraits they're 45 minute long original uh, piece that I, I ask the music for that particular client I ask their higher self their, their Christ presence to be the source of the inspiration for that music. And then I just get out of the way and act as a sort of scribe that allows that music to come through in a very spontaneous way. Uh, more information on my website. And uh, the, the purpose of the music is to give people a direct experience of their own essence through music because it's much more on the feeling level uh, being a musical expression. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that's, and I'm, just having a good time. This has really been a great experience. Been uh, fun for me. 
let me tell our listeners thank you for sharing this time with us today I'm keeping an eye on the clock here next Thursday March 31 will be a rebroadcast of my first show on Voice America from February 4 please stay with us Um, Paul thank you so much for being with us we're going to be back live uh, on uh, April the 7th with Douglas Economy and we're going to be looking at simplicity through the lens of A Course in Miracles in the meantime I wish you ease in living your wholeness Thank you for tuning into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.